What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins. Welcome to another AV Quickie. Also, just a reminder, if you like this episode, you can find more content at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude, which means this episode might contain explicit content. Anything goes when you're in Videoland. Sometimes you might get some inappropriate language, some locker room talk, so if you're easily offended, this might not be the podcast for you. Alright guys, I've been thinking a lot lately about fan films. The last few months I've been working on a John Wick fan film. A parody is probably the best way to describe it. It's about John Dick, who shoots off the dicks of the crime family that did him wrong. It's going to be the one that they remember me for. Man, if Grandma and Grandpa could sue me now. (laughs) But this is my first film, first time working with friends Seth Fisher and Ryan Kingma, so I have no idea how it's going to turn out. Not because of our collected talent, but because... We have a very tight, non-existing budget. We're trying to get this crazy idea made for under 500 bucks. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all comes together. So stay tuned for more John Dick. But fan films have come a long way in the last few years, and I'm going to be measuring our fan film up to some of the great fan films out there. So again, keep in mind we have some financial restraints, but we are giving it 110%. So for this quickie, I wanted to talk about some of the cool fan shit that came before us, the films that made it happen and that succeeded. So let's start with Star Wars. Um, There's actually quite a few Star Wars shorts that I would highly recommend. Actually, they're a dime a dozen on YouTube, but uh, not all films are created equal. You know, I think the one to... The one to beat right now, if you're making a Star Wars fan film, is probably Vader Episode 1, Shards of the Past. Um, It was created by YouTuber Star Wars Theory. Um, I think the episode, last time I checked, has been viewed over 10 million times. And don't quote me on this, but I think it had a large budget of 150,000. I think it started at 30, and with uh, through crowdfunding, they they uh, I think they made about 150,000. So I've seen different reports. So little foggy on that, but. It doesn't matter, man. It was it had a large budget. It's easily one of the most impressive fan films to date. It's so well produced. It looks and sounds like a Star Wars movie. Again, if you're making a live action fan film, a Star Wars fan film, this is the goal. Um, I think it's going to be an ongoing series. I think they're crowdfunding episode two right now. So go check it out. Another short that I think is brilliant is Tie Fighter. Um, it's an anime style Star Wars film. It's a few years old now, but I would love for Disney Plus to give us a series from this guy. Man, that's how good it is. It's one of my favorites on this list. Uh, Not much to say other than it's an anime Star Wars with TIE Fighters. That kicks ass. It's great. Go check it out. Uh, Batman vs. Darth Vader is another high-quality produced short. It's uh, fan fiction at its finest. Batman breaks into the Death Star to rescue Superman. That's pretty much all you need to know. It has great lightsaber battles. It has great costumes. It's one of the most popular. If you haven't heard of it, go watch it. Uh, George Lucas in Love, man. It's another short I highly recommend. It's about a a young George Lucas and his real-life inspiration for Star Wars. It's it's completely solid, guys, man. I watch this every time I do a deep-dive marathon. I'll usually start with this, and then I'll move on to the prequels, uh, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and then I'll watch the short-lived Clone Wars web series, which isn't fan-related. It's actually produced by Cartoon Network, but... 
anytime I can suggest, you know, the uh, this web series, I do so. Um, so go check that out. And then I'll continue with Revenge of the Sith and, you know, so on and move my way through the list. But uh, that's my preferred watch order. And sometimes I'll throw in TIE Fighter, you know. Actually, I'll probably throw it in this time when I marathon to uh, prep for Episode 9. Um, another fan film I highly recommend is Raiders, the story of the greatest fan film ever made. It actually made my top five movies of that year. It's a great documentary, guys. It's about a bunch of kids remaking Raiders of the Lost Ark shot for shot. Uh, there's a documentary and a fan film. Both are just both are a love letter to movie making and what you can do if you put your mind to it. Man, if we all had the drive that these kids had, we could accomplish anything. Actually, with our John Wick parody, when things start getting hard and uh, we, uh, we start going into a tailspin, I think back to these kids making Raiders, man. The sets and props, it's just a real inspiration. And uh, kind of related, it's not a fan film, but Indiana Jones, The Bridge of Yesterday. It's an original fan-made radio drama. It consists of uh, artists from across multiple cities, and it took over five years to make, so... I just think it's important to bring up, and they did something no one else is doing, man. They made a fucking radio drama, you know? So I think that's exciting. Uh, you can listen to it for free. Just Google Bridge of Yesterday. And uh, I'll also recommend one more before I talk about what I think is the uh, the Mount Everest of fan films. But another short that I appreciate is Dead Neighbors. Not many people talk about this short. I've actually posted it quite a few times on Adventures in Videoland just so... You know, I can put it out there so people can see this thing. It reminds me a lot of George Lucas in Love, um, except it's about a young George Romero instead of George Lucas and what inspired him to make Night of the Living Dead. So please go check it out, man. It's so good. It's so underrated. Uh, you know, I respect every film that I just mentioned, but there is one that has just really inspired me, and that is Never Hike Alone. It's a short film directed by Vincent DeSante. I hope I didn't butcher his name too bad there. It's one of the most acclaimed horror fan films of all time. I have an enormous appreciation for it, and any chance I get, I tell people about it, man. If you haven't watched Never Hike Alone, go watch it now. Uh, the quality that fans like Vincent and his team over at Womp Stomp Films are able to achieve now should get the big studios worried. The effects are great, the location is great, the title is brilliant, Never Hike Alone. I love that title. Uh, the plot is simple, but ingenious for a Jason movie. It's about a hiker who discovers the long-lost remains of Camp Crystal Lake. I mean, that's the perfect setup for a Jason short, and it comes in at a tight 54 minutes, so it's a short-slash-movie. I mean, guys, this isn't just a fan film, all right? It's a fucking legitimate Jason movie. They even brought in actor Thaw Matthews to play his Jason Lives character, Tommy Jarvis, and fans have wanted the character of Tommy back in their Jason movie since Jason Lives, man. If you wanted to, you could actually watch Jason Lives and Never Hike Alone back-to-back. -back. It makes for a great double feature. That's how good this fan film is, guys. And Friday the 13th fan films are a dime a dozen, too. I mean, just like the Star Wars fan films. Most just come off amateurish, which is fine, man. I love seeing people out there trying to make something. You know, like, hell, if I complete my project and anyone gives a shit, I'll be happy. Uh, but these uh, Friday the 13th fan films are special, man. We haven't had a Jason movie uh, since, like, 2007. And that sucked ass. So yeah, these fan films keep the character of Jason Voorhees alive. It keeps, in some ways, 80s horror alive. I said it's the Mount Everest of fan films. Not because of budget. You know, it doesn't even have half the money that uh, Shards of the Past has. But because it's an original fan story. It's, it's a high-quality production. And it's keeping a character like Jason relevant. You know, I'm a big Star Wars fan. 
But Star Wars is all over the place, man. It doesn't need help, all right? It's relevant. Uh, so much love and talent, you know, went into making Never Hike Alone. It's great. I mean, I can't say enough about uh, Never Hike Alone, man. Honestly, I think it might be my favorite Jason movie next to Part 3. And I appreciate their work ethic over at Womp Stomp Films, man. They just announced their 2020 web series rollout that includes a prequel and three sequels to Never Hike Alone. It's honestly a brilliant rollout. It reminds me of how a lot of how Marvel would phase out their movies. I'm looking at their website right now, and the prequel is Never Hike in the Snow. Love the title. And it's awesome, man, because we get to see Jason Voorhees in a winter setting. That's so fucking fresh for the series, something that Paramount or New Line never had the balls to do. And the three sequels, uh, reading from their page again, is Never Hike Alone 2, Never Hike Alone 3, Jason Takes Crystal Lake, Never Hike Alone 4, The Final Hike, man. And I think the plan is to bring the Tommy Jarvis story to an end. That's so cool, man. And they're just fans that wanted to see Jason and Tommy Jarvis back on the screen. Anyway, I think I sucked their dicks long enough, all right? <laughs> and no, I'm not getting paid because all their money goes to the production, guys. But I'm excited about the future of fan films, man. And I'm also concerned, though. Like, what happens when they become too much of a threat? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if this uh, Never Hike Alone rollout was you know, the one that shut down Friday the 13th fan films. You know, there was a Star Trek fan film that raised $1.13 million on Kickstarter. That's when Paramount decided to step in and shut them down. You know, most studios encourage fan films as long as they they don't attempt to take money, right? As long as they don't capitalize on their franchise. But when you raise $1 million, man, studios get nervous, and I can't blame them. If you can raise that kind of money, then who needs fucking Paramount, you know? Just make your own fan production company. Uh, I think that uh, the Never Hike Alone series is aiming for, don't quote me on this, but 350000 That's not a million but just saying, I think we'll see more of the big studios interfering in the coming years, especially if this rollout is successful with Never Hike Alone. Uh, man, with crowdfunding getting more popular and the uh, with digital effects becoming easier, these films are they are threatening. Pretty soon the quality will be so good it won't matter that a major studio didn't produce it. The lines are already starting to blur. It becomes It's becoming harder to tell the difference between a fan film and a studio short. Uh, there was a great Jurassic Park short released this week by director uh, Colin Trevorrow called Battle at Big Rock. It was so cool, man. It was uh, If that's what Jurassic World 3 is going to be, then sign me up. You know, that series so far is shit, but fan films are so good, we are so close to getting that kind of studio quality. You know, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Jurassic Park fan film soon that is just as good. It's becoming harder to tell the difference, especially with uh, deepfake technology. There was a fan thing made where they took Keanu Reeves' face and made it look like he stopped a robbery. It was so good, I thought it was Keanu uh, poking fun at his image. It fooled me until I watched it a second time. Another year of this face-swapping technology and sky's the limits, man. It's, it's so scary, but yet exciting when you think of the possibilities. People will be making Luke Skywalker prequels with Mark Hamill's face. You know, they'll be making their own sequels to films. One day, a movie like Star Wars is going to come out. It's going to piss people off like Last Jedi, and someone's just going to remake it. I mean, who needs $200 million budgets and A-list actors when you have face swapping and a creative idea, right? I mean, these fan films, including mine, is about being creative. You know, you can create anything if you have the drive and the passion the dedication, that's what I love about fan films. 
It's about the love of the project. It's not about making a billion dollars. It's about creating something, man. Usually with your friends, putting your skills to the test and making movie magic. Man, it's just an exciting time for these fan films. I think I've done a good job of supporting these films with the Adventures in Videoland page, but I want to get the good stuff out there to you guys, man, because there's some really fantastic fan films. If you know of any cool fan projects, please let me know so I can post about them. Or fuck, man, post about them on the Facebook page yourself. You know, seeing cool shit makes me want to create cool shit. Anyway, guys, those are my quick thoughts, man. I hope you enjoyed this quickie as much as I did. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comment section of this episode. What's your favorite fan film? Let me know. Let me know what fan film you'd like to create. What franchise sandbox would you like to play in? Anyway, guys, thanks for taking this adventure with me. You can find me on adventuresinvideoland.com. I'm on Instagram, but the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. If you're looking for a long-form podcast with some guys just shooting the shit about movies, then look for our weekly episodes on the website. You've been listening to Criticism in its Finest Hour. Until next time, my good people, remember, never, never hike alone. Yeah.